Welcome to CareerPod, brought to you by Transition Solutions. Your host for today's episode is a member of the CareerPod team, Mr. Gary Walrap. In this episode, we'll speak with Terry Abbott, an experienced technical writer. Terry's experience includes working as a direct employee and also working as an independent outside contractor. She has worked both on-site and online in a remote mode. She was an English major and graduated magna cum laude at the bachelor's level. And after a few years of experience, she enrolled in the technical writing certificate program at Northeastern University. So Terry, welcome to CareerPod and thank you for your participation in this discussion. Let's start with the early years with a focus on your education. Tell me about it. Thank you, Gary. Yes, I originally went to a local state college and I received a degree in English. I realized that an English degree degree doesn't buy you too much um, then or now. So I started my career um, working third shift for, for a, a large bank in the Boston area. Uh, but after a year on the job, my, my managers realized I should be doing something more with my, my education. So I transitioned into um, a networking team of uh, young coding uh, employees where I started with COBOL. I was coding in COBOL language. Um, and working with job control language to pull the jobs together. Um, my manager made the observation that my, my, uh, my, my notes were better than my code. So he said, go get a technical writing degree for heaven's sake. That's when I decided to pursue a degree in Northeastern in tech writing. And that's when my career took off. Uh, I started uh, writing um, user manuals and instruction guides and uh, found that that was my niche. And uh, I continued with that. I was with Bank of Boston for nine years and I decided I wanted to try something in the suburbs. So I started with a small software company in the Westwood area. Um, And I was working with different uh, programmers and engineers and found that uh, the more experience I had, the more I enjoyed the profession. Can you describe the typical task and role you play in your job as a technical writer? Uh, that's a very good question. I wish there were a typical role. We, may, we wear many hats. Um, every job is different. Every manager has a different expectation. Um, a role that I've played many times, however, is working with um, quality assurance engineers and uh and other data engineers, uh, trying to um, shadow them and put their processes and policies down in writing so that we've captured what they do for contingency planning um, so that the next people coming in can understand what it is they do. And so everyone's doing something using the same process flows and same functionality. Um, in the work I do, I, I often integrate graphics with um, with the with the text because pictures paint a thousand words and um, you don't want anything to be too heavy or too uh, too detailed. You want the essence of what what these jobs entail. You talked about pictures in, yes. in part of it. 
Are you using a specific um, software to do those pictures? And what is that? Well, I've recently been using Snagit, which seems to be the industry standard. It's, it's a very um, user-friendly um, snagging tool. So it can, it can take part of an image or it can take a full screen image. Um, and it allows you to manipulate information on the screen so that if you're taking a screenshot of anything with proprietary data, for instance, you could blur that information, but you can still capture the screenshot and it can still work into your process flow. Great. So you were describing this process flow a minute ago and yes. uh, uh, if you could just go back into it and help us in terms of uh, this process. Okay. So for instance, I often tell people what I do is, is comp comparable to te telling someone how to bake a cake. You take your flour, you put it in a bowl. Well, there's step one and there's step two. I might take a I might take a screenshot of I might take a screenshot of what that looks like. You put your measuring cups out, you get all your inst instruments there, and then you continue on and set your oven for 350 and boom. It's not that simple when you're talking with technical matter, but in essentially it is a recipe. You're just describing a recipe step by step, using as many screenshots as possible because that's where you get your data. That's where you get the information you need more than what you can write in a, in your text. Let's start yes. with your current role a little bit. Okay. I know you're working with a large bank. Yes. But tell me about that. So I'm working with an operational staff and my, my job has morphed into helping them to safeguard uh, and troubleshoot errors and failures that occur. We have a 24-7 operation seven days a week. So failures are inevitable, but what we try to do is minimize, minimize the time it takes to either troubleshoot it or escalate it. And with, with my procedures and my documentation, they know where to go to look up you know, failure A uh, versus failure Z. Um, it's all cataloged in a SharePoint location and in a Confluence location. Um, and the idea is to just minimize those overnight phone calls so that the operators themselves can resolve these issues or escalate the, um, you know, the, the level three issues. Um, but, but I try to keep everything right at their fingertips so they're not at a loss at two in the morning for how to, how to act on uh, an unexpected failure in the middle of the morning. In terms of working offsite, is that something that you're, you're doing part-time at this point? Or tell me a little yes. bit about that. Oh, sure. I've been fortunate. I've had jobs in the past where I could work remotely. Um, 20 years ago, that wasn't as, as common as it is now. Uh, but I do work from home four days a week now with one day in the office. Um, and that day in the office is very beneficial. I get to meet with my team. We get to review things face-to-face. But those other four days a week are just as easy to do. We use same time. We use um, instant messaging. My, my team is remote as well. So none of us are at the office on a given day. Um, it's, just, it's, just the, uh, it's a wonderful way to work. And you save two hours a day commuting. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so if I want to put in a 10-hour day, I can do that from home and not worry about the two-hour commute. Um, so now, really, they use an RSA token to dial into their system, and uh, it's, it's transparent. I can just get right on board. Technical writing, as I understand it, can, can be 
evident in a number of different industries. How does the, uh, the common man get impacted by uh, technical writing? Yes, well, that's a great question. So I often tell my friends when they say, what do you do for work? I said, think about the last time you bought a TV. Think about the little brochure that came with it. It gives you step-by-step, and it gives you some screenshots. It tells you how to install it, how to set it up, how to switch volumes, how to um, enable it for cable, and so forth. Now, that's a very basic household example, but the other example I give is the example of the hero pilot, Sully. His plane was going down on the Hudson, and he and his co-pilot were referring to the technical writing manual. And if you watch the movie, you see them flipping through it. It, it. it can save lives. Technical writing can save lives. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, it's needed. They wouldn't be paying you if they didn't need that work done. I haven't done medical writing, but I do understand its value, and it also can save lives. Sure. What comes to my mind, and those are great examples, what comes to my mind, though, uh, and fortunately, is when we get into warfare, yeah, and very yes. high risk types of uh, situations. Uh, Absolutely. Let's say they're they're in the field and it's a bombing mission. Yes. Or something like that. Yes. Uh, would technical could technical writing be important? Oh, absolutely. So there's hardware technical technical writing which I have never done. Every piece of machinery in our military system has technical writing manuals attached to them. You, you, it's a must-have. It's just a must-have. Absolutely. In terms of um, you know, financial services or insurance, have you ever worked in those industries? I have. Well, um, I worked in insurance not too long ago, and I worked alongside many different types of engineers, as you'd find in uh, an insurance company. Um, and I helped... Uh, I helped to get these engineers to be approved for um, uh, new um, certifications and, and so forth. And I wrote some manuals of how their processes were performed. I would shadow them and I would write SOP, Standard Operating Procedures. And um, once again, technical writing is a collaborative effort. It takes many people to you know, produce that end product. As a technical writer, do you have a process to um, look at the writing you've done at the end and sort of make sure that it's that it's correct? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I almost always create my own uh, style guide if one is not there. I have often worked as a sole writer. And as a sole writer, you are dependent on yourself. So I write a style guide to show just how I want my manuals documented, how I want my flat files documented, how I want my uh, spreadsheets to look. Um, everything has to have a common look and feel so that it looks like it was authored by one person. Uh, and I keep, one thing I, you know, I'm a stickler for is keeping a revision history so that if anyone goes to a document at a certain time, they can see who the latest, who gave the latest input so they understand how current the document is or what might be outdated. Um, but yeah, no, to that point, uh, a style guide is critical. Can you uh, sort of express what a very satisfying moment is uh, when, you, when you're writing. Oh, that's, that's a great question. Well, I, I find satisfaction in everything I do when I write because I do like writing and I do like to... I test everything I write, so I make sure that I could, if I were a layperson, I could reproduce whatever it is I'm describing how to do. 
But one of the most satisfying things is when one of the engineers who recently said to me, you work magic. He said, I give you this pile of junk that nobody can decipher. And it comes out like it comes out magically. And uh, that makes you feel great when they understand your value. And that makes you feel like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to continue on with this. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, the engineers and the technical people you work with, uh, I, I know they must have very good knowledge in their particular uh, in their particular field. But as a technical writer, you have to quickly adapt to that. You really do. You you absolutely do. And that's um, one of the strengths of a good technical writer is knowing your audience and knowing the questions you must ask and knowing the questions you must answer yourself. Um, engineers are very busy people and um, it's not easy to get their time. So when you can nail down five or ten minutes of their time, you have to maximize it and ask the essential questions so that you can continue on with the accurate data and a clean understanding of what you are putting down in your guide. Terry, um what advice would you give to someone considering entering the technical writing field? Well, um, like, like I had said, I started out coding. Um, so if, you know, if a person has a technical interest in SQL or C++, some of the more current languages, but they don't really want to be an engineer per se, technical writing is the next level to satisfy that that interest um, and you still get to play with these engineers and these um, technical people in the big arena um, it's a very satisfying um, it's a very satisfying job and you have an end result you have a tangible result and you can feel proud of that when you look at it um, and you know it's helping other people in your industry to understand what it is and how to do it is there a career progression Let's say if someone comes into a large firm and they're new at technical writing, mm -hmm. uh, would they have a particular title or mm -hmm. maybe are they a junior technical writer? Is there a hierarchy in situations yes. like that? So in some of the larger uh, gr groups and some of the larger companies, years ago, they, we had I worked for teams of 30 technical writers. I haven't seen that in the last 20 years. But you, you can start as a junior then progress to a technical writer. You stay at that level for a year, five years, 10 years. You become a senior writer. Then you can advance to a principal writer. Principal writer is really project manager, and you're directing the work of your junior writers, your writing staff. You work hand-in-hand -hand with the project and product managers, um, and in some cases, the engineering leads. So there, there's a lot of opportunity in the field. You can grow within that field and really flourish. And if you love the job you're doing, you go home happy every night. You oh, feel satisfied. Sure. Yeah. The, um, as you progress up this hierarchy and, and learn and grow, uh, when you get to that higher level of the principal technical writer, uh, you're really doing probably a lot of management types of things and less and less detailed technical writing. Yeah. But you have to make sure that the group of technical writers come up with a product that the engineer or the rest of the organization would would be interested in. Is, is that right? So true. That's exactly right. I've never been a principal writer. I don't want to get away from the details. I'm a detail person. Um, I don't care particularly to manage people, but there's that opportunity. If that's what you like to do, 
principal writers are hard to come by. Uh, you've got to know your 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 business. Um, and I know some principal writers I've worked with, they will, they will edit at the end of the day. They will edit some of the stuff just to keep their hand in it. And editing is another offshoot of technical writing. And that's just making sure that, you know, the, the, the words flow grammatically and succinctly. Um, there's parallelism between topics and uh, things are organized chronologically. Um, so yeah, principal writers, that, that is something to aspire to if you want to continue in the field. If you could just give me a ballpark figure, what sort of an entry-level technical writer with maybe a few years' experience, mm -hmm. give me a range of what they would earn yeah. you know, at, on an annual basis, mm -hmm. and uh, like a high-level technical writer, okay. what, they could, what they could earn. Oh, that, that's another good question. Uh, because I've, you know, um, been a contract writer for several years, I, I am more aware of salaries than if I had been long term with a long a company for a long term. Um, I do see, you know, junior writers anywhere from 35 plus, um, if they're hired directly, I do see, um, hourly rates anywhere from 25 to 40 for junior, but the more advanced you go and the more technical you get. You're, you're looking at well into the six figures, well into the six figures. I mean, it's a good paying field. Um, 150 isn't, your principal writer could easily demand 150 a year. Um, so they're, they're up there, you know, they make very good money. Um, you work hard for it, you've earned it. Principal writers didn't get there overnight, they've earned their way. What is your basic approach when you move into a, either a new assignment or a new company? Okay, well, I like to get the lay of the land. I want to get an idea of what they're looking for from me as the technical writer. And again, am I the only technical writer or am I in a team? Uh, if I'm in a team, I'll defer to the principal or senior technical writers. If I'm the only writer, as I've been many times, I will, wor I will work with my direct manager to get a feel for what are we looking for, um, who will I be collaborating with, um, and what are the expectations? Then I dig into the details, which is more my forte. I like to just dig in and get dirty and um, see what see what's what. But when I walk into a a new position, I want to find out what is this job. Again, technical writers can be many things to many people. Um, is it primarily editing? Is it primarily writing? Are you working with QA primarily, or will you be working with engineers? Um, we'll be working with marketing. That often happens. Um, so, yeah, I think to set up your own expectations, understand what the job entails, and then move towards that. Don't move against it, because then you won't be helping anyone. Okay. In terms of uh, confidentiality, mm -hmm. and what's the expectation you know, from, from a firm or a company when you're dealing with very proprietary information, just talk a little bit about that. So technical writers often will be working with confidential data from uh, systems if they're taking screenshots for their manuals and so forth, but um, uh, almost, almost always technical writers don't have um, ability to write or edit technical data. You can view it, you can't write it, but then you have to be sensitive to blurring it for your manuals you know you can't have somebody's passcode or somebody's social or you can't have any confidential information in anything so you have to be very careful and 
and sensitive. I've worked for big um, financial institutions where we go through um, a legal department, a risk department, to make sure that we're not doing any of those things and to make sure we have the proper copyright information. We're not infringing on anyone's um, confidentiality. So yeah, that's another. There are so many legs to being a technical writer. It's, it's, it's big and it can be daunting, but it's also rewarding. There's just many facets and that's just one more facet. Finally, has luck, either good luck or bad luck, played a role in your career? Yes, I think, I think we make our own luck too. You know, you work hard, you get the good grades, you, you have good references, you have a good portfolio, but luck plays into that. Um, I feel very lucky and fortunate I have the job I have now. I, I love my coworkers. Um, I feel very fortunate I work from home four days a week. Um, I like the work I'm doing. Um, I feel um, appreciated. Um, and uh, I, I think I'm very lucky that to have come upon this. And as my manager said, it's rare. He's never seen such a cohesive group before. And we all feel lucky for that. Doesn't always happen, but it happens. Can you think of a situation where maybe there was a oh, negative involved and, or you know, bad luck, if you want to call it that, that, was, that impacted you? So I was hired once for um, a long-term contract at a big financial institution, and I was working for this terrific manager. But she took me aside my first week on board, and she said, I really like your work, but we're having trouble with this other tech writer. We, we think we, we did a poor hiring with her. We don't think she's capable of the job. So she said, could you work with her for a few weeks and see if you agree with me? So I did work with her for a few weeks. Um, I knew... I wasn't the manager, and I felt like, oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or step on toes, but I still respected my manager. And we found this woman's strengths, and we were able to transfer her into a different group who could leverage those strengths. And so that turned into a positive. It started out uncomfortable and a little bit of an unlucky break, if you will, but it's, it ended very positively. Terry, I want to thank you for participating Pod and wish you continued success in your profession. Thank you, Gary. I really love this and I look forward to meeting again.